Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because you just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. We're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome back to episode four while under quarantine. you believe it? it's crazy okay so for anybody just joining us yes we fully recognize the audio quality is now what it usually is i am julie and i aren't together we can't see each other i'm recording on the floor of my mom's closet julie is in her basement because that's where we found the acoustics are the best and we are making the best of a really fucked up situation yeah it's it's we're making the best of it all right (laughs) I feel like I feel like I have to preface every single time we do this in case there's even one new person of like this isn't how we always sound. Right. It's the grocery store meme. Like, no, no, this isn't how I always look like. I promise I can do better. I promise I can do right. <laughs> that's how I feel. Like, um, that's my biggest year. Someone listening to this for the first time being like, that's what they sound like. I'm like, no, it's favorite. not. It's not. <laughs> I know. Also, you know, the thing about the news this week is it's such a bizarre time in the world of entertainment news because everything that's happening for the most part, with the exception of some of the major stories, are happening on social media solely like the the biggest controversies are happening on Instagram live for example right isn't that crazy it's like the best thing that ever happened to Instagram live oh the best thing that's ever happened to Instagram live I think that I think that Instagram live will continue to like I think some of the some celebrities are having a terrible response to it, which we'll get into but I think some are really utilizing it and it will actually they'll continue to do it even after this whole thing is over. Right. Use it smart, use it well, but use it. I think it works well. And the other thing that you and I were saying that's so interesting about this time is that like people so badly just want an escape from all of the news, but usually when something happens like this, where they're looking for some sort of escape, there's usually celebrity news to like combat the other news or like some sort of entertainment thing for them to get into. But right now everything is so on hold and there are no celebrity news stories because everyone's just doing the same thing that we're doing, that the only place anything's happening is Instagram live. Yeah. It's a, it's very, very bizarre. I mean, the, the thing is the quote pop culture news again, with some major exceptions are what celebrities are being diagnosed. Like Andy Cohen being diagnosed with coronavirus was fucking earth shattering. I, you know what I, I mean? It was crazy. It was like, like genuinely, yeah. We are living, this is just a bizarre time. I know everybody looks at this as an escape, so we're not going to give this coronavirus any more energy. I know you hear it from every other source. So for us, we're just going to talk about pop culture, try to make this an enjoyable hour. And uh, you ready, Jewel? I'm ready, kid. Okay. I also want to say that 
Keeping Up with the Kardashian comes back this Thursday night. So obviously our Friday episode will be our full recap, scene by scene, get into every single detail. And I don't want to promise this because I'm not sure, but we are working really hard to see if it's possible to do another bonus episode this week. If you are a Love is Blind fan, uh, I don't want to say it in case it doesn't happen, but oh my God, it's going to be insane. Um, I guess this is a good time to tell people to subscribe because people always ask us when episodes are coming out, but if you're subscribed, you just know. So that probably can't hurt, right? Yeah, that's good, that's good advice. A little, <laughs> we're practicing on being a little bit more um, self-promotional. It's not our strength. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into it. Ready? Yes, I think so. <laughs> I really wish I could see you. I feel, I really, really miss you. Like I'm, I'm starting to really miss you. Are you? That's so cute. Yeah. No, I really am. This is gonna you. be. A, I'm telling you, this is so, at least six weeks till we see, see each other in person. That's my gut. That's, I can't like, that's too much. Yeah, it's okay. So first thing we're talking about is obviously the Taylor Swift, Kanye West leaked footage. Let's talk about it. So we're going to give you all of the background, all of the details. We'll get into a little bit of a discussion um, and we'll do it like that. So for anybody unaware, on Friday night, the full 25 minute video footage of the Kanye Taylor phone call from 2016, where Kanye called her about his song Famous is released. Let's go back four years and just give you a little bit of a timeline. I know some people know this like the back of their hand. You can fast forward if so, but some people really have no idea. At least <laughs> at least the panicked people in our DMs have absolutely no idea. So let's just give a little bit of background. Right. So in February 2016, Kanye's song Famous is released. And in it, there's, of course, that infamous line, I feel like me and Taylor Swift might still have sex. I made that bitch famous. Super controversial, obviously sparked a lot of media attention. And... After the song's release, TMZ reports that Kanye had gotten Taylor's permission and made sure that she was cool with the lyric before he dropped the song. After that report, Taylor's publicist told the Times, quote, Kanye did not call for approval, but to ask Taylor to release his single Famous on her Twitter account. She declined and cautioned him about releasing a song with such a strong misogynistic message. Taylor was never made aware of the actual lyric, quote, I made that bitch famous. Shortly after that, in July 2016, Kim posted a series of Snapchat stories of the phone call between Kanye and Taylor to show that she recorded it and to show that, you know, Kanye approved the line with her. I think me and Taylor might still have sex. So after Kim releases this video, which was seen in a lot of people's eyes that, you know, there was the phone call did happen. Hashtag Taylor Swift is over party began trending on Twitter. And this was like, I mean, it, if you watch now her Miss Americana documentary, she speaks at length about how this whole controversy really was the catalyst to why she went into hiding because she felt like that's what the world wanted her to do. Her, you know, her um, social media was flooded with snakes. It was really kind of a disgusting time, I think, for humanity, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Like just the happiness that people were getting on either side from people's pain was so bizarre. Um, so after this happened, Taylor releases a a statement on her Instagram story. It's a screenshot of a note and it says, where's the video of Kanye telling me he was going to call me that bitch in his song? It doesn't exist because it never happened. You don't get to control someone's emotional response to being called that bitch in front of the entire world. Of course, I wanted to like the song. I wanted to believe Kanye when he told me that I would love the song. I wanted us to have a friend. I wanted us to have a friendly relationship. He promised to play the song for me, but he never did. While I wanted to be supportive of Kanye and the phone call, you cannot approve a song you haven't heard. 
Being falsely painted as a liar when I never was given the full story or played any part of the song is character assassination. I would very much like to be removed from this narrative, one that I had never asked to be a part of since 2009. She captioned that, that moment when Kanye West secretly records her phone call, then Kim posted on the internet. So that was February, that was four years ago. So fast forward to Friday night when this video is leaked, still unclear as to who leaked it, which we can get into some theories in a minute, of the full 25-minute phone call. Because remember, when Kim posted this in 2016, she posted snippets on her Snapchat story. And we'll speak about this in more specific terms, but generally, the biggest thing that came out of this was the fact that Kanye, in this video, said to Taylor the line, I made her famous but never explicitly said that bitch. So what's happening now is there's all of these trending hashtags, hashtag Taylor told the truth, hashtag Kanye West is over party. And it's really crazy that we're seeing four years later, kind of what the Taylor Swift nation is being viewed as, as like this vindication on a massive scale. Is that a fair way to put it? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I know historically, Julie and I have been super transparent about the fact that like, we're not on the Taylor Swift bandwagon as a lot of people are like, I, I personally am completely neutral on her, but we're, we can't give you that diehard Taylor Swift opinion because we're just not those people. I obviously have a lot of empathy for her. And I think that what she went through was absolutely disgusting and nobody deserves to do that. Whether or not I think she handled it right, I think it was like really just inhumane. But what I thought would be helpful before we got into it is if you guys have been listening for a while, you know that I have a very good friend who is a diehard, diehard Taylor Swift fan when I tell you like, hard in the like right she goes like beyond, she goes hard. So, yeah <laughs> yeah like beyond beyond but also a very loyal podcast listener and um I always get her opinion on everything we talk about this because I think it's really good to have that full side now that we're not that I'm on the other side but like I just think it's good to hear what's happening in the deepest trenches of like the Taylor fandom so I have a voice memo from her that we're going to insert in just so that you can hear it from her first so as a diehard Swifty, I was extremely confused waking up Saturday morning and like my entire Twitter feed was all about this. I was A, really confused, B, really surprised that this 25 minute video leaked during a pandemic and C, honestly, like kind of shocked that so many people were like having this revelation that there was, there was all of this new information. Like for me as a Swifty, like this didn't change my opinion about the situation in any way. It didn't change my understanding about the situation. I was really surprised that like four years later, it was revealed that like Taylor never lied about it. What surprised me most about the video, honestly, was like hearing kind of how maniacal Kanye sounds at points and like for me personally, just sounds really manipulative. And like, I'm trying to not be biased here because I'm obviously a Taylor Swift fan, but there were just so many things he said where he, it's like clear how narcissistic he is and like only self-serving and just like really rubbed me the wrong way and obviously added fuel to like my Swifty fire. But what I found most troubling about this entire thing, honestly, was, you know, after Miss Americana premiered, I guess six, seven weeks ago, they go into this deep dive, obviously, about how everything that happened after the initial phone call was released or, or like the edited doctored version of the phone call was released in 2016, that 
that and the hashtag Taylor Swift is over party was really the catalyst for, you know, her going into hiding and her creating reputation. And, you know, there's this part of the documentary where she says, do you know how many people have to be tweeting about you for that to be the number one hashtag in the world? And waking up to hashtag Taylor told the truth and hashtag Kanye West is over party, hashtag Kim K is over party. Like, I just found so honestly appalling. Like, I understand people, I guess, wanting like vengeance or feeling vindicated in this happening. But like after Taylor discussing how tremendous of an impact this had on her life and for people to turn around to do it to her enemies, I just found really troubling. Like it, we don't need to stoop down to that level. And I just don't think it's productive, especially four years later. First of all, I love her. Yeah, she's right? she's so great. Like, so I great. I know. She really comes in clutch in, during times like these. Here's the thing. First off, if you didn't watch the video, you have to, because there's no way that we're going to read through the whole transcription of it. And it's like, I just think it's important that everybody gives their own, like, gauges their own opinion. In terms of, before we get into a discussion, um, in terms of Taylor and or Kimmy's response, the only thing we've really seen from them is that someone tweeted... The video showed nothing new. We all knew that. I'm so confused right now. And Kim liked it. And Taylor has been liking Tumblr posts in support of herself. For example, there's one that was who was telling the truth the entire time with the picture of Taylor and she liked it. So they haven't either made any overt statements, but they've been pretty like passive in terms of acknowledging what's going on, right? Yeah. Here's my thing on this, right? Which I have to be honest, I surprisingly don't have a ton to say on this topic because I don't think it's worth saying a ton on. Like, weirdly enough, but my whole thing with this and the reason that Kim liked that tweet is because the whole narrative from the beginning, which is why the reason the whole Taylor Swift is over party was trending in the first place back in 2016, not that I agree with that happening, obviously, but the reason that that happened is because, you know, the initial statement released by her publicist said that a call, the call did not take place or that she never got approval for it. The only call that took place was for... Kanye for Kanye asking her to promote on Twitter, right? My question here is that if Kim had released the entire 25 minute video at the time, rather than doing it in snippets on her Snapchat story, would this narrative have been any different at the time? Would Taylor Swift is over party not been trending? No, because the whole reason that that trended in the first place is because the initial claim was that she never got approval. Right. Right. Which is what I'm saying. Like if you're, that's, there's the two sides to it here. I don't know. I think this whole thing is so like, (laughs) I can't believe we're still talking about this. Well, that's how I feel. Like, why are we still talking about this? Like, it's so over that video really like, the thing is it didn't show anything new in the sense that like, if you think like, if you know Kanye's personality, whether you love it or hate it, it didn't show anything new about him. Like that level of narcissism, that level of the way he speaks about himself, the God complex that he may have, like that's nothing new. This isn't new breaking information that's coming out from that video. So whether you view him positively or negatively, the video to me shows Kanye in the same light that he's always been in. Well, that's my thing. My thing is that I think it's for me personally, it's less about what changed because not to me, nothing really changed. Yes. Taylor got proof in the sense that he never approved the, that bitch line. It's not like, like, yes, totally a thousand percent. And and if you know, she should or does feel vindicated for that. And like, that's great for me. 
I just like, and I know, I know it's his personality. I get it. But like, oh my God, it's so much. It's like, I felt there were a couple of things that I just, I could not get behind. One, the whole God complex thing. You're right. It's nothing new, but just seeing it in that form, especially on the phone to with, with Taylor, like, it's not like he's talking with his family. I just thought was just so bizarre. I mean, as if like, I I don't know, I could go on for days. Also the part about, um, the Taylor Swift might owe me sex first. I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex line and the debate over that because Kim liked the Omi sex line better than the might still have sex line. And, you know, Taylor was trying to caution him as to the misogynistic undertones of that. And he ended up going with it. Like, I just felt like that whole discussion was bizarre. I don't know if you felt that was bizarre also. Well, my kind of thing, my takeaway from that is like, you know, had... He obviously was being somewhat receptive to like her side of it, I believe, if that the fact that he didn't go with that line or the fact that like he understood that what she was saying about that line. So like not that that's like here's a bright spot in this, but like to me, if you're having a conversation and you're kind of saying like what was approved, what wasn't approved, what I didn't get permission on, like that point of it kind of shows that he wasn't being totally like, I'm going to do my own way no matter what. No, I I do get what you mean. And I don't think that he was being like that, but I would be lying if I said that the, the, like I was uncomfortable. She she was visibly uncomfortable. She was. You could tell in her voice, you could hear when she's like, is it mean? Like I, I, I was just trying to put myself in her shoes for just a second, like hearing that whole thing. I didn't like the vibe of the whole thing. And you know, like I go harder for Kim than anyone. It's not about Kim. I just, the whole situation just did like, I I don't know. I didn't enjoying, I didn't enjoy watching that video for a second. I felt the whole thing was so bizarre on yeah, both it ends. Is bizarre. And I think the thing with, with Kanye and Taylor is that the reason that, you know, this feud still keeps coming up and coming up and never dies is because they're problematic on both sides. So if you're looking for an issue, you're always going to find one no matter what side you're on. So it just yeah. keeps fueling the fire. Whereas like this, this conversation doesn't need to keep happening. You're not, we're not changing anybody's opinions. Taylor's not being canceled. Kanye's not being canceled. Like at a certain point, isn't this just exhausting? It is. And that's why I really appreciated what Leah said. Like, if you watched Taylor's documentary, if you know anything about her, she has spoken so candidly and so honestly about how that time when the Taylor Swift was over party thing, you know, she really felt like she was being canceled was, she felt life ruining. And of course she came out of that on top, but for that time it was like really traumatizing. And the fact that now it's as if no one has learned from that. Like this whole blank is over party just shouldn't be a thing regardless, no matter whose, no matter whose side you're on. I just think that like, have we not learned anything is kind of how I feel, you know? I just feel like if you're going to have, like, if you're going to have the sympathy for Taylor, where it's like, watch what she had gone through, which is like, of course she's deserving of that sympathy. If somebody was, you know, uh, to Leah's point, if you're talking about and something is trending on Twitter, do you know how many people have to be talking about it? Like that's obviously something she never should have gone through, but if you're going to have that level of sympathy for her, then on the reverse, if you're going to look at Kanye and his openness with mental health and the things that he struggled with, how do you not extend that same courtesy on the other side? Like if you're expecting that to people to be so courteous of you, then you have to be courteous of others. And I think that's where this, you know, these issues keep coming up and keep reoccurring is because neither side is courteous of the other. No, I totally agree. It's about humanity, honestly, bottom line. I, for me, quite frankly, 
it had nothing to do with the Taylor aspect of it or the Kanye aspect. It had to do with what the fuck he was saying about the other stuff. Like to me, that Drake part of the conversation was fascinating. Okay. For anybody who didn't like listen, he basically was talking about how he's $30 million in debt. Well, the backtrack is that he went on a serious, like you can tell, at least in my belief that he wasn't in a fully stable frame of mind when he was having this conversation. At well, least that's it, or, the other or, thing that I was going to say is that like this time period where Kanye is talking about, you have to remember that like, this is the same Pablo album and on the same Pablo tour, which occurred a couple months later is when he was hospitalized. So he's not in a right state here. And everyone's analyzing this video and talking about the way he's speaking and these things that he's talking about. And he's just not right here. No, he's he's not, and it's and it's obvious. And he, you know, he's talking about being. I just thought from like a, you know, Kanye says shit that like nobody else would say, and he's telling her how he's thirty million dollars in debt. And the way the reason he was saying that was because he's kind of saying that like I'm showing all of my cards. And he's like, listen, I said it to Drake. Drake's the ultimate bachelor. He sleep, he lives you know, a couple blocks down the road from my wife and he sleeps with all of her friends. And I went out and told him like, I'm broke. I laid it all out. Like, first off, holy fuck. Like talking about Drake hooking up with Kim's friends, talking about him living down the block. I mean, the whole thing talking about how, you know, um, like if I knew that if I didn't get my act together or whatever, that I would just be visiting my daughter and how he owed Kim $6 million for the house and, you know, ended up paying her back. But like, those are the kind of details that make the conversations then on keeping up with the Kardashians when she's going off at him for the, for being over budget, over budget on the Christmas party feel so much more interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is like the, the most interesting parts of this video are being completely overlooked is how I feel. Yes, that's exactly how I feel. Like, let's talk about the fact that he's giving us actual, actual numbers. Right. Like, like nothing, nothing. Kim's right. Nothing new came out in the video in the sense of the Taylor part. But in this part, holy fuck, this is all brand new information. I mean, we knew that he was in debt at this time. It was something that he spoke really openly about. And I remember, I think it was on Ellen that he said it was, you know, but him talking about Drake, like, are you kidding me? That's the best information we could ever ask for. Oh my God, the best information we could literally ever ask for. Yeah, I was, I was, and talking about Rock Nate, like just all, all of it. I mean, my thing, the question that everybody's asking is who leaked this, right? So there's a million conspiracy theories. Some people think that it was, you know, a former member of Kanye's team that was in the room and is doing it as revenge. Other people think that it was Chris or Kim or the Kardashian camp because they don't think that it's that bad of a look for them. And they want extra press um, considering keeping up with the Kardashians is coming out this week. Do you have any opinions on it or you just don't know? Um, I don't know, but I, I can't imagine that it was the Kardashians themselves leaking it only because I I don't think it makes them look particularly bad in my opinion. That's just me. Like I think that they're smart enough to know that this audio coming out would have some sort of effect either way. And it definitely wouldn't have been overwhelmingly positive towards them. So I don't think that they would have leaked it. But then again, who knows? Maybe maybe it is. It's it's a leak around the, you know, start of the season. If this is enough to get people to watch, then so be it. I I personally can't see it being them because I don't think it paints them in a positive enough light that it's worth leaking. But who knows? I don't know. But let me tell you something. That was fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it, anything that comes out, in my opinion, that's like, 
any behind the scenes personal aspects of it is always going to be interesting to me, whether it's positive or negative about any celebrity. Me too. Because there are just certain things that we're not privy to. And every so often there's kind of a glitch in the system where those things become available to us. And regardless of how you feel about the person, you can not like either of them or not care about either of them or not know either of them. It's still interesting to see, you know, here's the parts of the video that you didn't see originally. Here's Kanye talking about Drake. Here's Kanye talking, you know, openly and candidly. Yeah, I mean, you could literally not give one single fuck about Kanye or Taylor and you still think it's, you still are going to think it's interesting that Kanye feels like, like that Drake is considered in Hollywood, this, this person that you want to, you want to appear cool in front of. So he's saying the ultimate bachelor, but like I could show my cards to him and you're going to think it's cool that you now know that Drake sleeps with a lot of Kim's friends. Like that's just information that's juicy and interesting. Right. Like, I think this whole thing just needs to be dropped. Like I, I, I like at this point, I just don't understand what either side is getting out of the feud. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just drop it. They're never going to like each other. Your fans are never going to like each other. What are we, what are we still trying to prove? Because if it's, if it's the fact that Taylor wasn't lying all the time, you still like, wasn't lying the whole time. That's still not entirely correct. It's rewriting history to say that. And if your point is that Kanye was telling the truth the whole time, you're not telling the truth and saying that either. Everything, everything that happens between these two people is always going to be a matter of opinion. I totally agree. My big thing is like, just, you know, I don't know. I guess I just can't, I can't get behind the pain, the enjoyment that people feel from other people's downfall. And that's the biggest trend in all of this. I think people that were diehard Kim Kanye fans were loving when the Taylor Swift was over party. To me, that's disgusting. People now are loving the fact that they feel like, you know, Kanye is going down. I think that's also disgusting. I think either way, it's just, there's no, there's no productive point to society in rooting for other people's failures. If anything, no, the big to root for is that they will come out. They'll they'll work on themselves, and it'll it'll work itself out. Like we don't need to fu- to mess with karma. Things will happen as they may. I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. The whole thing's fucking wild. If you haven't watched the video, definitely watch it. The dynamic is bizarre, and I think you can really tell in this in this, like you said, you can really tell how um, Kanye was just not in a stable frame of mind, and it's very evident. No, he's, he wasn't. And it was, you know, pre his diagnosis. So, you know, that's already a huge factor. I mean, listen, I think that, I think the thing with Kanye is that if, if you're a Kanye fan, it's like, you almost can't explain it to anybody else, but there's evidently something that he has because, you know, I've obviously, you know, in that too, like I'm such a Kanye fan, whatever. But there's obviously some quality that he has that keeps him, you know, from succumbing to the media pressure that he's under in the sense that, like, Kanye gets canceled every six months. Like, you can't cancel Kanye. It just doesn't happen because there's just something about him that keeps people there. So if you're starting a Kanye West is over hashtag, you're just doing it for yourself at this point. You're not convincing that many other people. Do you get what I mean? I get what you mean. Yeah. I just I do think that, like, what I'm saying is like, it's just wasted energy on your side because it, nothing's going to come of it. You're not going to get the result you want. There's been a million things that like Kanye has done and admittedly wrong, admittedly very wrong at times that should have gotten him canceled and it just doesn't happen. So, you know, if you're exerting all of your energy into hating Kanye West so much from a Taylor Swift fan side, then like just do yourself a favor and like, 
let it go because it's just, you know what I mean? I feel like you're wasting your own energy. No, I hear you. And I, and same for the reverse. And same Taylor, for the reverse, Swift absolutely. Taylor Swift has so many diehard fans that like she went away for a year and she came back and those fans were still there waiting for her. So it's like if you're a Kanye fan and you're wasting your breath trying to cancel Taylor, that's never going to happen either. Yeah, totally agree with you. Anyway, I hate this. Let's move on to the next subject. <laughs> I know. you. It's like, I hate it too. I feel like I would have never said the words Kanye West but like uh, episodes previously if I knew I was going to have to deal with things like this. Oh my God. It's the most stressful thing. I, I can't. Because the most stressful part of it is explaining that like my views on both of them have absolutely nothing to do with the other. Like one hasn't influenced my feeling on the other. No, I know. I mean, really the stressful part about it is that, and this is not, you know, if you are someone, I just ask, please, the DMs that we get when this stuff breaks, I'm not talking about in response to an episode. I'm talking about when this news comes out, the DMs that we get that are like, truly, truly, as if you, as if people are about to go on trial and we're about to be the jurors or something is really like alarming. And no, we're not just, the jurors. So- like literally, I feel like on the, on the defense, like they're the prosecution and we're the defense. And then when they inbox us. You should see the shit people tell, say Julie. To, to, anytime anything Kanye Taylor comes out, the way that people attack Julie in the DMs before she even speaks on it is just unacceptable. And so rightfully so, we have some sort of anxiety going into these episodes because people are so vicious and so mean. And listen, one thing about us, we are not like that. You may not agree with our views. That's totally fine. I'm not trying to convince anyone of anything, but we are very like normal, human, compassionate people. So like, I'm urging you, if you are one of those people that says the meanest shit in DMs to Julie before this happens, please don't because it's so not cool and it makes her feel so like it just unsettled record but like the thing is is like I feel like I've been so like since the first time that I've said something I feel like I've been so careful in what I've said where I'm like I don't know what to do myself to redeem myself back with you guys but like the other thing that I feel like when we you know do these episodes and Taylor and Kanye stuff comes out or people inbox us about Taylor is like when any celebrities have drama in Hollywood or any celebrities fight, like you and I are not the people that like delve into the like sides of the theories and, and you know, who's right and who's wrong and have maths. Like we just give the facts and we're like, okay, I could see this side and I can see this side. Let's move on. Like, and I feel like when we try to do that with Taylor and Kanye, we're not even allowed to do that either. Like oh, it's no, just we're not, not allowed. our personality to like delve into fights and like, you know, like get really combative on either side. No, I totally agree. Unless, unless we're fighting against Tristan Thompson, in which case game fucking on. So that's why if you hear us being a little bit unsettled or you can sense some sort of like anxiousness, it's coming from the way that we and really Julie get so attacked in our DMs pre-episode that it like really is so unsettling because you're afraid to say anything. And like, that's just not a constructive way to operate. And I really, we would never, ever, ever put that energy out. And I would ask people to please not do that. It's totally fine. If we have a difference in opinions, I respect that and I welcome it. I don't agree with a lot of people, but to, to attack someone before we even speak on it is so not okay. And that's where it's coming from. Okay. Thanks kiddo. I'll I'll always have your back. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the seasons changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. 
And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, they're washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. This obviously, as we all know, this coronavirus is something none of us could expect it to get like this. And I think if anything, it really puts your priorities in check and it makes us realize how powerless we are in relation to the rest of the world, you know? Yeah. It's this like very, I don't know, it's a very bizarre thing that we've never experienced in our lifetimes. Our parents have never experienced in their lifetimes. I keep asking my dad, I'm like, is there anything you can compare this to? You know, the closest thing we have to compare this to is 9-11. And he's like, no, because even with 9-11, I'm getting into the celebrity aspect in a second. I just wanted to say like, even with 9-11, of course, that was absolutely terrible, but it happened so fast that it wasn't like we were sitting here like we are now in slow motion saying, wow, things are going to be so different after the fact. Whereas like when 9-11 happened, the second it happened, we knew, wow, life will never be the same. But it wasn't like we were watching it happen in slow motion. Whereas we're watching this dragged out over weeks and we're recognizing the fact that life will never be the same. And it's just such a crazy mind fuck. Yeah, no, I mean, this is this is a really crazy time. It's, it's very mm-hmm. incomparable to anything that we've ever gone through on any level. It is. So in addition to the thousands of people that are being um, diagnosed with this, we also have seen a lot of celebrities come out. And recently we've seen Andy Cohen, Colton Underwood, Idris Elba, and his wife, Sabrina, Kevin Durant, a lot of other NBA players, um, Harvey Weinstein, Debbie Mazur, a lot like, it's fucking wild. Me and my mom keep playing this game where we try to beat the other to like telling which celebrity has Corona. So like she beat me to Colton Underwood and we were like on a walk and I was like, Andy Cohen has Corona. And she was like, damn, you beat me. Like it's become this like little game that we play. You were the first one, I think, to text anybody about that. You texted me about that, like the second page six reported it. That is, you know, as we were saying with Tom Hanks, any human being having this is scary. And I think Sometimes there's this false thing of like, oh, just because a celebrity has it, it becomes real. Of course not. But a celebrity often is one person that everybody can point to or relate to or somebody that is, you know, common among in a lot of people's lives. And I have to tell you, Andy Cohen hit different. Yeah, Andy personally. Cohen's Corona hit different. Yeah, Andy Cohen's Corona hit different. And that was such a like, I don't know. It just, it, this, it was, yeah, it's just, it's just really fucking scary. That's all. It is just really fucking scary. And I can't believe Harvey Weinstein has Corona. Julie, right? Like what? First of all, who gave that motherfucker a test? Yeah. Who gave that motherfucker a test? I don't know. It's so crazy. Like, first of all, I feel like it's fake. Like, I feel like all of the people that have Corona are fake. It's like picking like the top name, like Tom Hanks. Andy Cohen, Harvey Weinstein. It's like, are you just picking these out of a hat? 
that's how it feels, right? Yes. Like it feels it, like it's attacking at random. This whole thing feels really paranormal. So let's get into some of the controversy around this shit. Okay. Obviously, Vanessa Hutchins Instagram live. Like, I don't even want to bring this up because I agree with Chrissy that people make mistakes, but God damn, what a mistake. It's so easy to not say something. Like, it is so easy to not be insensitive and to just, to, okay, I'll just say. So on Instagram Live, she goes, till July sounds like a bunch of bullshit. I'm sorry, but like, it's a virus. I get it. I respect it. But at the same time, even if everybody gets it, like, yeah, people are going to die, which is terrible, but inevitable. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this right now. (laughs) It's like, you fucking thing. Um, and after she comes on and apologize, I'm so sorry for the way I've offended anyone and everyone who has seen the clip from my previous Instagram live yesterday. I realized my words were insensitive and not at all appropriate for the situation our country and the world are in right now. This has been a huge wake up call about the significance my words have now more than ever. I'm sending safe wishes to everyone to stay safe and healthy during this crazy time. I realize that some of my comments are being taken out of context. It's so crazy. It's a crazy, crazy time and I'm staying home in lockdown and that's what I hope you guys are doing too. In full quarantine and staying safe and sane. I don't take the situation lightly by any means. Oh boy. Do you want to read what Chrissy said? (laughs) Yeah, let's read Chrissy. So Chrissy comes on Twitter and says, sometimes people, especially famous people are going to say really stupid shit and so are you and they and you will learn from it and hopefully their history says they're good. It's okay and at the same time, wow, they had a really dumb fucking moment but you don't have to ruin their lives. This isn't about me this time. This will be about, it will be one day, it'll be you but yeah, today it's Vanessa and no, life is rarely ruined for anyone but you are damn well trying your best. Just stop. Here's my thing. Really well said. I completely agree with Chrissy. If there's one thing that you and I have been consistent about throughout the entirety of the like our podcast is we so disagree with cancel culture. Like, yeah, with the exception of very few cases, I totally disagree with that completely. That being said, like, you know, I do think that as a public figure, you have some sort of a responsibility and, or really just as any human being. And I felt like, I guess it's hard to relate because what she said is something that like, so most of us wouldn't even say in the privacy of our own homes. Like, it's like, it's not even that she said it. It's more so, how'd you even have that thought? Right. It's like, yeah, I so know what you mean. I like, I, I, I always feel bad for the celebrity when these things happen, because I just think like, not this specifically, but saying something stupid, honestly, as easy as it seems to not say it, it's also really easy to slip up and just say something dumb. Like sometimes your brain goes faster and your mouth are just saying things. And by the time you catch up to what you're saying, you're like, what the fuck did I just say? And for the normal average person, that happens in private. Or if it happens on Instagram, there's a thousand people seeing it tops and it doesn't go anywhere. And the thing is, when you're a celebrity, is like you have to have that understanding. So when you're going into an Instagram live, especially a live, you have to like take a moment and not, you know, let, let me just say the first thing that comes to mind. And it's so easy to do that. And it's also so difficult sometimes to do that. So like, I understand Chrissy defending her and I, I don't believe that Vanessa Hudgens is a bad person. I think that like, I think she just said something really, really fucking stupid. And I don't even think it's something that she believes. Yeah. I don't know. It was, the whole thing was like, watch out, like girl, watch out your privilege is showing because yeah, like what, <laughs> I don't know. I guess, I guess it's, I just, the whole thing was absolutely bizarre. You saw, we, we posted a comment of Olivia Wilde commenting on it, um, basically saying like, people will look back on this and be like, oh, so that's why the world ended. 
Because it's true. It's like if more people or if an abundance of people had the same viewpoint, we would be seriously way more fucked than we are right now. Right. It's, in, it's insensitivity on a grand scale. And I can feel that way and also feel like she doesn't deserve to be crucified over it because she's a human being. Exactly. I just God think damn. at the end of the day, we're all dealing with very unprecedented times right now. And I think that not, I don't know. I don't know if it's a level of sensitivity that has to come with the way people react to this, but maybe an understanding that like people are just going to do stupid shit during this time because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I so agree. I mean, what but, she said was absolutely ridiculous and like so, so severely insensitive that like as I was watching it, I was cringing. But at the same time, I just feel like it is is like berating her like this going to do anything? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's exactly my whole thing. It's like, it is absolutely disgusting. Couldn't disagree with her more, but also like she's a human being. Let's not kill her over it. But wait, this next one, to me is significantly just significantly it was literally the definition of hold my beer so and julie said the funniest thing she texted me and she was like as far as i'm concerned vanessa hutchins should be sending evangeline Lilly edible arrangements till the day she dies because (laughs) there's no more that was like the most true statement ever there's no more constructive way to get yourself out of the spotlight than by another celebrity making a much worse (laughs) comment Listen to this shit. I know you guys probably know, but oh my God. So Evangeline Lilly, the actress, posts a picture of tea and she says, hashtag morning tea. Just dropped my kids off at gymnastics camp. They all wash their hands before going in. They are playing and laughing. Hashtag business as usual. And someone comments, no Corona house arrest. She says, not for this family. Someone says, oh, that's disappointing. Social distancing is the only way to protect the most vulnerable. We're all in this together. And she says, hello, Aaron. I'm living with my father at the moment who has stage four leukemia. I'm also immune compromised at the moment. I have two young kids. Some people value their lives over freedom. Some value, some people value freedom over their lives. We all make our choices with love and respect. Like First what? Of all, what? Have you ever been more confused in your life? Well, no, because if you read, if you read her statement without the, and you didn't have any context, right? You would think that she was in support of social distancing and in support of staying at home because she literally says, I have a compromised immune system. I have two little kids and my father is battling stage four leukemia. All things that would make a person want to say, yeah, let's definitely stay inside because self-isolation and quarantine is the safest way to approach this. Meanwhile, she's like, but also fuck it. Yeah, I mean, first of all, my biggest question in all of this is like, what other kids are at your kid's gymnastics camp? Number, first of all, yeah. Second of all, this is the kind of stuff where it's like, okay, even if you're doing that, which is wrong and disgusting, et cetera, you have to post it. Were you actively going like, you know what? I, I honestly fuck my career. Like I had a good run in acting. I have a hard time telling my manager, let me just do something so bad. Like that's yeah. how it feels. It's like, what was going through her mind? Vanessa Hutchins slipped up, obviously fucked up, but it was a slip up. This was an intentional like assassination of character. No, this was intentional from the moment she pressed post. The reason she did that was to prove the fact that she wasn't social distancing. I'll never understand this. I I have no, I have absolutely no. And I I also, by the way, don't think that she needs to be like crucified over this. Like it's a total, it's disgusting. It's fucked up. But like, does it affect my life? Like the point that I need to like hate her for it? No, I don't definitely don't hate her. But what I will say is I have no patience for anybody, celebrity or not, not taking this, like, like 
not thinking so individualistically. You know what I mean? Quite frankly, I don't care if you value your freedom because I value my fucking dad, my 68 year old dad with severe heart disease life over, <laughs> over your fucking freedom. That's how I feel. Right. And it like- feels like it feels like a personal attack on literally everybody else. It is the most, t- that level of narcissism is like almost unattainable. You, you actually can't believe that it exists. Whereas like Vanessa Hutchins is really just insensitivity and privilege. And like, she just sounded fucking stupid. Whereas this is on a whole other level to me. Well, this is, this is thinking that you're above it. Like this is the kind of narcissism where it's like, I, it, it, you know, it's the type of celebrity that people are the most cautious of, which is the celebrity that's like, it doesn't matter because I'm above it and I can do whatever I want. And in this situation, what we're seeing the most of, I think, is celebrities, whether, you know, privilege plays a factor or their wealth plays a factor, celebrities most of the time coming down to our level where we all are and being like, okay, we're with the public right now. We're doing the exact same thing you're doing. We are staying inside. We are not putting ourselves at risk. We're not filming movies and we're not going out and doing meet and greets because we are just as risk. We are not above this. And what you see with Evangeline Lilly is her saying, I'm above this. Like I can do what I want and I am above what everyone else is doing right now. And that's what's dangerous dangerous, scary, unsettling, no patience. I have lost, again, I don't wish any harm on her, but I have lost any respect that I ever had. Quite frankly, she really never entered my brain space, but since she has, that's the kind of shit where that's like a, that's a character flaw. That's not some slip up. No. That is a, that is a, to me, a dangerous person. Absolutely. And, and like on top of everything, dangerous enough to do it, but even more dangerous to do it proudly. I mean, doing it proudly is just such a fuck you. Literally, as soon as we get off this podcast, I'm calling Evangeline Lily's daughter's gymnastics camp and getting it canceled. Like, yes. Why is also, it so open? Why is the only thing open in the whole world grocery stores and Evangeline Lily's daughter's gymnastics class? Truly. Also, what does her father have to say about this? Yeah, like, what the fuck? It was the, it was just so bizarre. I have no patience. This is yeah, so the for weirdest me, thing that's come out of the whole corona. Seriously, this is this is the most bizarre piece of news. So Mother's Day is coming up, and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen and... Every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. And also very bizarre news. I feel like this is kind of negative. I don't mean to have such like a negative podcast, but a lot of weird shit happened. What's right? Oh, the the Imagine video. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So 
Gal Gadot starts this, um, starts this, <laughs> sure you all saw it, starts this chain of celebrities singing Imagine. The whole thing was that most of them weren't actual singers. So it was like Gal Gadot, Kristen Wiig, uh, Sarah Silverman, James Marsden, Zoe Kravitz. Of course, singing Imagine by John Legend as a way to, John I think Lennon. the goal was to, <laughs> what did I say? Legend. Oh my God. <laughs> We're not cutting that out. That's like a very honest mistake, right? Yeah, it was was an accidental D. It's okay. And an accidental D. John Lennon. I've been thinking of John Legend so much this week just because of his lives. I obviously know that's John Lennon. Don't worry. Sorry, guys. John Lennon. And, you know, I think the goal was, the intention was positive. The intention was to be uplifting, show the world in it together. And it came across as the most tone deaf thing ever. And this is the kind of thing, Julie, it's a skims kimono situation. And it's worse because it's not one A-listers publicist approving it. It's literally 50. This is one of those things where I'll tell you what it is. Tell me. Sometimes people are so privileged and so tone deaf to what to their privilege that they can't understand the fact of why it would be bad. Like, I think that every celebrity who was doing this and every publicist did not understand what somebody else watching this would think where it's like, okay, you are literally quarantined in your mansion and you're singing a song to all of us. Like we don't need your shit. People are losing their jobs. People can't work. Everything's closed. Like you guys are not the ones that are pulling us through this. If you want to entertain us, then that's fine. But we don't need your message of like, we're going to get through this together because quite frankly, we're not really together. Literally perfectly well said. Perfectly well said. Which is why I, I like, I think that celebrities that are, you know, going live to do things that are entertaining, like full entertainment. Like I'm talking, if you're the, the John Legends, the... Um, Joe and Sophie's, the John Mayer's, like th- that type of situation I think is pe- what people appreciate right now versus like, don't come at me with this fake bullshit about how, you know, y- your song is going to be uplifting. Like, no, do what we people actually really want if you want to do anything. Right. It's like, yeah, it's just a level of, of, you know, for a celebrity when they're doing this and it's going through their mind, it's like, okay, you know what? This is going to be great. People want to hear from us right now. Like, no, not exactly. Like we want you, we want you to make us laugh. We want you to sing to us, but like, not like that. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. like that. Oh God. Um, okay. So next thing was Joe and Sophie, which first of all, talk about people that are doing lives, right? Oh my God. Isabel's watched. I, I, I'm not kidding. Every time I talk to Isabel, she's like, I'm watching Joe and Sophie's live. I'm like, what are you? How? I was like, I like, I don't get the same notification that I think Isabel get. Like, I think Isabel is a private live that she's watching of Joe and Sophie. She has her post notification turned on. She must. She, uh, they're just like really great and really candid. And they went on, they shaded Evangeline Lilly. Sophie said, quote, stay inside. Don't be fucking stupid. Even if you count your freedom over your health, I don't give a fuck about your freedom. You could be infecting other people, other vulnerable people around you by doing this. So stay inside guys. Fuck yeah, Sophie. I fucking love Sophie Turner. They are the perfect couple, like for each other. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I literally, they're so good on TikTok too, Em. Julie, they're one of the, that's a whole other thing coming from this. The amount of celebrities that are just now joining the TikTok wave. And it's like, 
Oh, we we been know. <laughs> I hate you. I don't even think that's right. I don't even think that's the way you say it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, obviously I know what you mean. It's like there, everybody's coming, and I love it. I'm like join, like I, I actually welcome it. Strangely, I know the TikTok community doesn't really because they feel like this is our turf. Get off! But I'm kind of I'm entertained by it. But it's just funny to see how like it took a it took a pandemic for celebrities to finally lose their TikTok virginity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, that's hilarious. Um, in other news, Meghan McCain is pregnant. She announced that she will be. So Mazel Tov, she's announced that she will be doing The View from her home remotely, which a lot of people are doing now. Let me tell you something. I saw Anderson Cooper in that t-shirt or in his sweater in front of his house a couple nights ago. And I was like, wow, I never see you dressed down like this. You know, what's funny, like watching live like Jimmy Fallon and he's like Skyping in. Well, I didn't I didn't watch it this morning, but Kelly posted yesterday that her and Ryan were going to do it from their like own houses. It's the funniest thing. Like, I can't imagine though, by the way, I can't even imagine because we are so stressed out recording this audio that we can continually edit. And like, we don't have to see each other. The video is not going anywhere. Like, I cannot imagine zooming in to a show on TV and doing it. That is, seems so fucking stressful to me. So, so stressful to me. Also, like, you know, a lot of these people that are doing it are self-admittedly not the best with technology. You know what I mean? Like, I bet there's a lot of kids, like celebrities, kids that are operating as like the sound guy and the producer and for in the moment stuff. Cause like, they don't have their crew there. Right. Like, I wonder if Lola, I wonder if Lola's like helping Kelly, you know what I mean? Like, I can just imagine how stressed <laughs> Kelly must be. No, I literally, I can't even imagine. Like, my blood pressure throughout this entire episode has been, like, at an all-time high. So I can only imagine, like, how celebrities who can't do technology are dealing with this. Me too. I also, I forgot to say this before, but in terms of celebrities doing lives, right? DJ D-Nice, what a, what a guy. I mean, he, you're drawing the whole crew. Joe Biden popped into that one. <laughs> That was wild. He went on though this morning. Um, he was on Gal King with Gal King, and he said, "Like I started it." He's like, "At four a.m., I kind of just decided like I wanted to do something." He's like, "And when I started it, I it was supposed to be just with some of my friends." He's like, "And then we got John Legend in the mix, and then we got Dave Chappelle in the mix." He's like, "And it turned into this whole thing. There was like a hundred thousand people. It was one of the most widely viewed Instagram lives ever, and it was so like he's just so talented." No, you know what the funniest Instagram live was? Cardi last night. Oh my God. Cardi last night saying that her hands are so dry from washing them so much that if she jacked off offset, it would scratch him is probably one of the funniest things I've heard in my entire life. How is everything she's like, you know, the, the thing is so much of the shit that she says, if anybody else said it, talk about being quote canceled. Like imagine if Kim said what Cardi said last night when she was like, she was literally crying and she's like, why am I eating cereal? I should be in a fucking restaurant eating sushi. <laughs> she's Cardi like she literally she just can get away with it because if you're gonna talk about not thinking before you speak like that's her MO and in the best possible way oh it's her MO she does not she gives zero zero fucks but that but that is prime example of someone providing real entertainment oh my god listen every single day I'm thankful that Cardi came into our lives but now more than ever yeah I so agree with you although a lot of people don't share that same sentiment but 
if you look at, I think I just view her as entertainment and I find it very interesting. I mean, if you don't share that same sentiment, like I honestly feel sorry for you. Like yeah, if there's you two ways to look at out of a Cardi live or like a Cardi Insta story, then like you got to loosen up a little. You got to loosen up a little because let me tell you something. I bet there's a lot more blowjobs going on in light of the whole like dry hands thing. I don't think that's just a her thing. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's not. No, seriously. You know? No, I, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, um, Demi Lovato and Miley's live stream where they basically like confirmed hooking up in the Disney days. Good content, Miley. Good, the best. The best. That is the type of shit we like to see. Like literally living for it. Also, fucking good for you, Demi Lovato. She, I think recently she has been better than ever. I am like, I was never connected to her and I am, I can say I'm a fan. Oh my these God. Days. I, have you watched her documentary yet? I haven't. I know you're going to kill me. No, you have to. I, first of all, you don't even understand the phase that we went through at school when watching that documentary. All we spoke about was Demi. All we spoke about for like a solid month was Demi Lovato. I remember that time. I mean, I wasn't there for it, but I remember you guys texting me about it through it. Oh my God. It was the best. She is. Yeah. She's an amazing, amazing, like, oh my God. What a story that girl has too. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel comfortable moving on to the awards? No, because we didn't talk about the quarantine crew. Holy shit. Right? Good call, Julie. Yes. Okay. So as you guys know, last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago at this point, really tragically, Tyler Cameron's mom passed away from a brain aneurysm, which, oh, actually I wanted to make this point. So thank you for reminding me. It's kind of crazy that I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. So obviously if you guys know my mom passed away August, 2018. And something that I always say about this is that when something this traumatic happens in your life, you feel like your world stops. And then you go out in public. And I remember going to the grocery store like a couple of days after and being like, what the fuck? Like, how are people going on as if life is normal? Whereas my entire world just changed. Right. And it's this really weird feeling that I think a lot of people have. I would love to talk to him about what it feels like in the sense that his world stopped, obviously for different reasons. And then the actual world stopped. Like- right. I, it's such a crazy concept. And I, I wonder, I can't put words in his mouth. I have no idea what he's feeling, but I was just trying to think about myself. This would have been like the best thing. I'm talking, I'm speaking obviously just from like a mental health perspective, because it would have been like that break. You know what I mean? Whereas some people may with a different personality may say like, no, this is the worst thing that could happen from a grieving perspective because you have no distraction. And I could see that argument too. I'm just speaking, like, I can only speak from my perspective, for me, I remember, I felt like I would have felt so comforted in the sense that like nothing can happen because, and I can take the time along with the rest of the world to mourn. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, no, I totally get what you mean. Like, I think that, especially from your perspective, because I know, I know more about the way that you were grieving and obviously less way that, that Tyler was, but it's kind of like, in the sense of like, if your whole world stops for you, and then at the exact same time that that happens, the rest of the world also stops. It's almost like, okay, I, I, it's like the world is giving me a chance to catch my breath. That's exactly what I mean. Because you don't have that in a normal circumstances. Like, well, got to go back to work. Or even if you don't have to go back to work, you have to figure out the plan to make someone else cover your spot. Like, and this was just so different. And I, I just wonder, I would love to talk to him about what he's feeling like. I mean, I just, it's a crazy experience. 
Well, um, I, 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 I just, no, I no, no, go. that's one of the reasons that, you know, obviously the quarantine crew that we're talking about, the reason that Taylor, Ky- T- Taylor, Ky- Tyler Cameron, oh my God, I can't speak. <laughs> the reason that Tyler Cameron is coming, you know, part of this conversation is because the quarantine crew was him and Hannah Brown, which is obviously, you know, from Bachelor. And his other friends are at his house in Jupiter, Florida, and they're quarantined together and they're hanging out. And I think that that's such a huge, a lot of people in the beginning, once they were all hanging out, is like, they were like, well, this isn't social distancing. Like there's eight of you in this house, whatever. And I think that this is one of those things where you forget he just lost his mom and he's with his brother in the house, of course. And I think that if he didn't have this, you know, this crew of people around him to entertain him and keep him busy, I think this would be an awful time for him. No, totally. I mean, they're from what it seems like, they're not going out. They're staying isolated within the house together. And I think he probably needs that support more than anything. And I am like fascinated, fascinated, fascinated by what people are like all the different theories. You know, some people say, oh, they're back together or they're getting back together. I don't know what's going on, but I think that I can tell you that whatever happens with them, I don't know is what is going to, I think that they are going to date and I kind of hope they do, but whatever happens they will be bonded from this experience in a way that they don't even know anybody would be being quarantined together. But on top of it, they're being quarantined while he's like immediately grieving. And that is a bond that you can't duplicate. Right. That's yeah. like she was the person that out of anyone. And, and, you know, aside from his immediate circle, she was the person that he presumably wanted to be with during this time, like not having his mom. And that, that speaks volumes. That speaks volumes. You choose your circle so carefully during this time that even to have someone in your in your orbit that is even remotely unsettling or doesn't make you feel good or you have to feel like you have to think twice before you speak, you don't want them there. So that to me just showed an exponential level of comfort. Yeah. I yeah, exactly. Like literally right? exactly. And I think also what's what's so funny about them being quarantined together now is that one of the biggest things that everyone's looking forward to once quarantine ends is seeing what happens with them. Oh, Julie, I was never even, I don't even give a shit about The Bachelorette. This is the only thing that I care about. Like, I I literally think, and personally, that's just me, that there is no way they don't come out of this experience dating. Or, right, like, I, I think so too, unless something goes horribly wrong. Like, I guess one I think they're, like, they're just friends, like, and, and this, like, is the time where you need friends more than ever, and it proves that. Well, to me, I just, I to me, there's just no way. How are they not going to date after this? Right. It's one thing if they never had any history, but especially going off of their history. Also, we're seeing like they're Tyler is so active on TikTok. All of them are like this little quarantine crew. They like start a quarantine crew, TikTok, whatever. So I am we're literally watching them and we can see the connection that they still have. So it's not like we're just seeing photos of them together hanging out like we are literally watching them interact every day. Yeah, it's the craziest shit. I'm loving it. I know some people feel annoyed by it. I don't. I could watch it all day. Same. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, New Kids on the Block, Sean Paul, Sum 41, Whitney Cummings, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. 
Let's talk about something near and dear to our hearts, our furry companions. Life is full of unexpected twists, just like the ones we love to uncover about our favorite celebs. But sometimes those twists involve our four-legged friends. Imagine navigating the unpredictable world of pet parenthood, where every day is a new adventure. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, wants to share a message to help make sure you're prepared for any unexpected curveballs, whether it's a sudden illness or an unplanned trip to the vet. Spot Pet Insurance can be your secret weapon against the unexpected. With Spot, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, helping you with those surprising expenses that seem to pop up when you least expect them. But wait, there's more. Spot Pet Insurance plans go beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit, ensuring that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered too. Head over to spotpet.com today to get a quote instantly. Trust us, it's the easiest thing you'll do to help secure the well-being of your dog or cat. Visit www.spotpet.com today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample hyphen policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Do you feel comfortable moving on to the award ceremony now? Yes. Funniest comment of the week undisputedly goes to Brooklyn Decker, who at Wear posted a picture of a lot of different celebrities, one being Emily Ratajkowski in low-rise pants from the caption. Just going to come out and say it. Low-rise pants are happening, people. Before you fully flip out, tap our link to see all the polished ways celebs are styling them that might even convince you to try the look. And Brooklyn comments, honestly, this is not the time to put the pressure of low-rise jeans on us. Like, spoken for the motherfucking people. Like, literally, Yes. Literally, yes, Brooklyn Decker. Thank you. It is no that time is for low-rise la- jeans. When I tell you the last thing that I need right now is to find out that high-rise jeans are no longer a thing, considering the fact that the, the gyms are closed, there's an abundance of carbs, and I just generally feel gross. It's just like, it's not what I need. No, not what I need. Let me tell you something. First of all, quarantine or not, high-rise jeans are here to stay. I'm never getting rid of them. I don't care what you say. Like, I don't care what what wear says. I don't care what anyone says. I'm not going back to low-rise jeans. It can't happen. It physically can't happen. It won't happen. My thing is kind of like, (laughs) I'm pulling a Taylor Swift. I would like to be excluded from this narrative. Like, literally. Literally, This is a narrative I did not ask to be a part of since 2009. (laughs) (laughs) literally like the rest of the world is doing that I feel that for you good job I for one have I my life has been it's it's kind of like talking about someone like quitting like my life has been significantly better since I put those aside and I'm just never going back and that's how I feel yeah you know literally I don't need I don't need that type of negativity in my life one more time for the people in the back I literally do not no you know not yeah wow okay um so congratulations Brooklyn Moving on to the Kardashian recap. <laughs> Talk about people being quarantined together. It is no secret that Chris Tristan Thompson and Chloe are quarantined together reportedly for True's best interest. What do you think is going on in that house? I don't even know, but I, first of all, I feel like we don't even have 100% confirmation that they're quarantined together. But if they are, you know that Tristan's bed f- smells like Febreze every morning. Every motherfucking morning. And if you don't get that reference, watch what I forget what even episode that was. When she goes <laughs> or to just see Chloe's most, Oh, yeah. Or to see Chloe's most recent sponsorship. Um, yeah. I, well, you don't, wait, you don't think they're hooking up, do you? What? Do you think they're hooking up? 
that you're, oh, that they're hooking up. Sorry, you broke up a little bit. Um, I, no, I don't, I don't know. I really, I don't know. I can never be a hundred percent sure because part of me doesn't even want to admit the fact that they could be hooking up because I like think so much higher of Chloe than that. But yeah, I, it's always a possibility. My gut is going to say no, and I'm going to stick on that until it's proven to be false. Okay. And by gut, I mean my hope. Yeah, that's how I feel. Do you think that Travis and Kylie are quarantining together? Like very possibly. And the other thing I feel badly about is that like we know that Chloe and Scott aren't quarantining together. So is he not seeing the kids in this time? You mean Courtney and Scott? Yeah, what I say? Cor- yeah, Courtney and Scott. Sorry. Well, I don't know. His may be a little more lenient. Like they, he may literally not be leaving his house with the exception of going to Courtney's house, in which case he would be, you know, they all live so close that it may be okay because he's getting from his house to his car to Courtney's house and not going anywhere in between. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Because that would, I mean, that would kill him to not be able to see the kids during quarantine. Yeah, I don't think that that's the case. I just, so bored. Chloe and I just, I can't get over that. Like, I, I get it fine I get it but like to not be able to even leave the the house like he has in the he has her in the position that he's wanted her in for so long of like just hear me out just hear me out like whether or not he's doing that he has the potential to because she literally can't go anywhere that's like my worst nightmare for her like I so don't want that to be the case I know I know I wish he wasn't so hot too because because as much as I think she has the self-respect all those things I also know what it's like I know I can like after a certain point it's like you know what this whole fingering myself thing just isn't gonna work out like <laughs> you know I could see her, I could see her kind of just throwing in the towel yeah I hope not but I could I mean of course she's human you know yeah I bet you though if she did it she'd be like doggy style I don't want to even look at you you know, kind of, kind right. of vibe. Like, like it's not going to be. Not look at me. I'm not looking at you. Exactly. It's like, don't look at me. Just, yeah, exactly. Um, also, this was wild. We love when things happen that are really concrete to show the Kardashians kind of influence. And the Surgeon General literally asked Kylie for help promoting social distancing. Um, so the U.S. Surgeon General, Jerome Adams, appeared on Good Morning America on Thursday. And, you know, he was talking about different efforts to stop the spread of corona. And he says, what I really think we need to do is get our influencers. We need to get Kylie Jenner. We need to get our social media influencers out there and helping folks understand that, look, this is serious. This is absolutely serious. People are dying. Which she took that seriously, and she did. But, like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, that was so wild. And, like, listen, Kylie had been, you know, vocal prior to this about the fact that she was social distancing and self-quarantining. But to hear the Surgeon General giving, like, information to the American, like, not even the American people, just the entire public, and to reference Kylie Jenner as being a major factor in that and influencing young people is just so crazy. That's well, what, it's what we that always wish say. you could go back and tell younger her that like in a couple of years, literally the Sturgeon Gener- General is going to call on you to make sure young people are staying inside. Yeah, yeah. The That's like a tangible form of what we always say that like even if you're not a fan of the Kardashians, they've somehow entered your orbit. Right. And like, you you somehow are hearing that message from the Surgeon General, and it's like wow. Exactly. And again, if you're a critic, if you're a critic, you're going to say she shouldn't be the one saying it. Of course, it's easy for her and her multi million dollar mansion. I understand that argument, but still, if you're going to put out a message, it's better put about put about the one to say at home. Right, not, exactly. So. She's putting out a positive message here. Like they're you know 
She has undoubtedly a lot of influence on younger people and especially younger people who may not be taking this seriously. And if they hear it from somebody that they, you know, they know like Kylie, they're, they listen to her. That's the, the point of influence, whether you agree with it or not. Also, in the trailer for this next season, which premieres on Thursday, cannot wait for the bonus episode, there's the video of Kim getting into her latex Paris Fashion Week outfit, the Balmain, like, brown thing. It is the most, literally that moment was like, thank God we are not and will never be celebrities because that just seems like a life that I just am not capable of living. Literally not if my life depended on it. Especially for like it is it is an attack to watch Kim squeeze into a latex dress while I'm sitting in quarantine with a bag of chips in my hand. Yeah. Well that that too. I mean, that was like every okay, you know what I was trying to think? I was like, okay, what can I compare this to? And the only things I could compare this to is when you're a little bit wet from the shower, but you're in a rush and you're putting on skinny jeans. And it feels like the hardest experience of your entire life to get these fucking skinny jeans over your ass because you're soaking wet so your body's already sticky. It was like that magnified to a level that I never want to experience. Literally, yes. By the way, how scared are you to put on jeans after this is all over? No, Julie, I don't want to talk about it. Not even that they won't fit. It has nothing to do with it. Just like the feeling of jeans on my body again is something that like in this moment, I feel like I'll never have to experience again. Oh, well that too. But I'm more so talking from the fact of like, I keep, I keep like saying to my therapist, I'm just giving myself compassion. Like I have to recognize these aren't the same times, you know, cause it feels like, it feels like an extended snow day. It feels like all bets are off in terms of, I'm not saying it in like a positive way. I'm saying in the sense of where it feels like there's no rules and like yeah. that can very easily apply to people's self care. So like, I really get what I really relate heavily to those memes that are like, Oh, I had, I had ice cream at 11 AM because why can't I? Well, also, which is like, like it's like, this takes eating when you're bored to a whole other level. Like I always knew this, that was my problem. Like I've never once doubted that eating when I was bored was the reason that I was eating, but now I'm always bored. Yeah. It's a really bizarre time. Really bizarre time. Also, um, Skims is donating 20% of their profits to baby to babies, COVID-19 emergency response program. So someone, someone tweeted like, like, fuck, this would have been a good, like, I wish I could have told myself three weeks ago this was going to happen. I could have ordered the cozy collection. And I was like, motherfucker, I literally ordered five things probably They're two weeks before this all happened. Don't worry. If that's you, skims are going back up today. Oh, they are? Yeah. I've been living in that stuff. I also want to shout out a company that does really good work, but also is literally my favorite. And I, if you are looking, a lot of people have like need some sort of feel like they don't have the appropriate cozy attire. Cashwear, K-S-H-W-E-R-E. This is not an ad, I promise you. Um, they're actually the company that we did our, that we did our like celebrity promo things with. There's no, there's no more comfortable robe than a cashewear robe. And if you were looking for one, I will like put my life on that. Yeah, literally. So, um, anything else you want to say? I think that's it. <laughs> Was this the weirdest episode ever? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to make Isabel listen first, I think. Yeah, with a hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, well, we love you guys. I can't wait to see you on Friday for the Kardashian recap episode. And if all goes well on Wednesday, we will have this insane Love is Blind episode where we merge a couple different interviews together. We'll see if that actually ends up happening. I really hope it does. Um, And I guess also subscribe so that you know when stuff is coming. 
And if you want to leave us a review, that's nice. That'd be really great. If it's not nice, just like save it. Like, yeah. especially for Julie's sake, it's just, please don't. You don't have to do it for my sake. I, you know what? Just like, don't, just don't do it for your sake. It's not worth your energy. We don't need the negativity in the world right now. <laughs> Did I tell you that I went on um, Yelp? like two days ago and I just started writing the nicest reviews to like all these local restaurants. That's so nice, Emmy. <laughs> even, even though nothing, like I know, like so many of them aren't even open. I just am like, okay, what else can we possibly do? I, oh, this is a really good time to shout out Yashar Ali. Um, I think it's current Yashar on Twitter started this really, really good fundraiser um, for workers who are obviously not being paid during this time. I, we can post the link maybe on our story or something. Yeah, we but if you're looking that. For, I think the issue with these is that there's a lot of donation links, but you don't know if they're legit or reputable. And he's a very reputable um, source. And I just couldn't recommend that more highly. So everybody stay safe. We love you. And we'll see you later this week. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.